Hey everyone, Mia Paulus here with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about branding guides and why they are so important to your company and your growth and your brand awareness and I keep going on, which is why I'm doing a whole podcast about this. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, like this is the most like concise I've ever gotten with a topic like branding guides, like style guides, like that's, that's pretty single topic. And so uh, it must be important. So let's go ahead and keep the music and uh, get started. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Business and life made simple. Okay, so if any of you follow Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Russell Brunson, like the whole movement that's going on, they did a build your brand challenge and there was a lot about building your brand awareness and I, I didn't follow it too closely. I attended an event around it, and but I, I don't think there's a lot of talk around like brand, branding guides and how they can be so, or they're so important to making sure you have a consistent message and allow you to empower people to help you build your brand. And, um, and I didn't really understand the value of a brand um, a branding guide until probably a few years back. I've been in business almost 15 years. And uh, when we have a really good graphic designer that helped build our branding guide and just how quickly we're able to make decisions and springboard now that we have that. And any good graphic designer out there um, lives and breathes off of it and knows that that's a great way to make sure that there's consistent messaging across the board. And, um, and so it's very important for creators. It's also used, you know, internally and externally and with shareholders and partners and anybody that needs to write something or, you know, again, if it's more than you and your company, um, even if it is just you, like you might be like, oh, it's all in my head. I, I can visualize it. I know what my brand is like. Like it's a whole different story when you have to transfer it from your head into paper or a visual. And, and so it's a great way to make a, a tangible tactical or tact, I always say tactical, uh, tactile thing that, that kicks your vision out of your head and puts it in a way that people can actually visually represent it. So before we dig into a branding guide, I'm still laughing because I saw this meme this morning and it is so timely for what's going on. So if you just Google, um, what was it? So if you Google like Google's new logos, old logo, old logos, memes, um, TechCrunch did an article. In fact, I, I pulled it up because I just wanted to read some of it. It says Google new Google's I can't even say that Google's new logos are bad. And I remember when I first saw them like hitting my all my different 30 gazillion tabs. I'm sure like all of you guys have um, in the top. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't find anything. I can't find which one's Google Calendar, which one's Gmail. Like they all look the same now. And so I always think of those like um, you know those things that you look at for too long and, and they're like the black and white, um, I'm sure there's a technical word for it, but it just looks like it's spinning even though it technically isn't. Our brain just makes it spin. Well, with Google's four colors on each logo, um, it literally looks like it's spinning as you look at it and they all blend together because they're all exactly the same. So you can't tell your Gmail from your Google Calendar to uh, your Google Drive, they all look the same. They all look like the Google Drive icon. And the meme is so funny because it showed like what Google's old logos are, what their new logos are, and then what we all see. And what we all see is the exact same square over and over and over again. I thought here was a, a branding situation gone bad and everybody agrees. And it's and uh, I'll just read on this TechCrunch crunch article, I was just laughing because I saw the meme and then I saw this article and 
it was just exactly what I was experiencing. And they said, Google really whiffed with the new logos for its reimagination of G Suite as Google Workspace, replacing icons that are familiar, recognizable, and in Gmail's case, iconic, if you will, with little rainbow blobs that everyone will now struggle to tell apart in their tabs because there are multiple colors, all of them, and they have white void space in the center. So it makes it really hard because the icons are always so small to tell them apart. Um, Companies always talk loud and long about their design language and choices. So as an antidote, I think I just explained why these new ones are bad and probably won't last. Um, so I don't know who signed off, but, I'm, but I agree. Obviously, the color is really difficult with them. Uh, and then the shape, like I said, there's the void space in it and that we all see them as the same, right? And, uh, and I think the biggest one that they hit on is brand. And I'm just going to read this because it, it really, like I said, this is all about, I know I'm looking over to the side because I wasn't planning on sharing this. So I have these monitors over here if you're watching my video. Uh, but it says like, Google's no stranger to throwing value in the trash, but you'd think that sometimes they'd recognize when they had a good thing going. The Gmail logo was a good thing. I have to say I'd prefer... Um, let me pass all that. The problem here is that now Gmail, which has essentially operated as its own, so we think of Gmail as its own thing, right? Now it's a completely invincible brand because now all the logos look the same. So now we won't really look at Gmail as valuable and Google Drive as valuable and different products that show value. They're all going to look like the same brand, same product, and we're going to now start to devalue what that is. And that's why like with branding guides, like we have don't just have one branding guide for our company. We have a, a software product called Propono. So we have a branding guide for that specific product. And uh, so... Just like what Google did, though, is they made their Google brand the same as their all their product brands. And now it just looks like it's all one brand. And I know what they were doing, but now we're decreasing the value of those. Where like, you know, we have our center brand and then we have our Propona brand and some other products we're doing. We have branding guides for each one of those. And it shows value and depth to each one of those. And what Google did was the exact opposite. So I thought it was so timely to show um, even large organizations get it wrong. and um, But it also shows the value of these branding guides and how it can really tank the brand strategy that you have from a marketing perspective. Because that is one of the one of the values of a branding guide is, is value, the perceived value that you're going to get from it. And uh, when you have that consistency, the value increases, I think, and, and it gives you more trust and reliability and um, it shows a level of professionalism when you have a consistent brand image. And uh, as you know, when you know that, think there's more perceived value or quality, like then the, then you're willing to pay more. So uh, in a sense, it's not just, uh, hey, look, I look good, but it actually can actually make your product feel like it's worth more. And especially since we deal so much in a tan intangible world, right? So much of it is virtual. It makes branding guys, I feel like, even more important because it's, it's a way to bring... Um, tangibility to intangibility like we, we're a hundred percent virtual company and so for us like we'll a lot of times send some things to our employees physical things to our employees and we'll always brand them with stuff and and, it, and it's just a way to give that um that messaging in, in different ways and so that's one of the reasons why branding guide is important i'm kind of going out of order is actually value so now i'll go back to the top so consistency um when you have consistent message across the board you're going to look 
your your brand is going to be more recognizable because they've seen it enough times. You're gonna they're gonna give off it's gonna give off a feeling of reliability because you're you care about the little details in your business and you're showing them that you care about these things in a consistency. And then again, that goes back to value and giving them that perceived value of your organization. And it, uh, even though it's somewhat of a facade, it gives the impression that you have it all together, that you know what you're doing. And um, I still remember one time we had a project within our company where we had gotten like, I don't know, three or 400 realtor business cards. And this is when, I mean, I know realtors probably still use a lot of business cards, but I don't even, I can't, I mean, I printed ones for a conference I went to a while back, but we don't even use them there anymore. You use them like on your phone, you know, you connect through social. And so, Anyway, so I got these three or 400 business cards and they wanted us to scan them in and get their information in. And I was just so shocked with how horrible the branding was on these realtor business cards. And like some of them had like two faxes, two emails, two phone numbers, like all in one business card. It's like, just tell me one place I can contact you, like through each medium. And uh, and I was just shocked. And, and for me, I did. I lost credibility for those. And then there's a couple of realtors that I follow on social that are always posting pictures and, and almost like a Pinterest type thing where they're always posting cool images and they have a really great brand. And some of these realtors like get it. And that, for me, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a snob when it comes to visual stuff. So for me, like I, I give more value to that because they care about what they're representing. If they care about that, it means they're going to care about me and, and my business more or my they're selling my house. They're going to care about my house more. And the pictures they take, they're going to be more detailed to make sure that the pictures in my home look good when they're when they're posted. And so those are all things that are that make this branding guide. And I'll go into more detail here in a minute of what is in a branding guide. But this is kind of what you're going to get from it. Um, so another thing is like standards, standards and rules. So in a branding guide, you, um, I guess here, I'll just talk about some of the standards that are in there. So like fonts, your logo, how you can use your logo, um, when, where it can be used, things like that. Um, color palettes, it shows like maybe your primary color. Sometimes it'll have like secondary colors that you can use. Um, Cause obviously if you have if it's too finite, your brand, it doesn't give you a lot to work with and people will start to like visually start to tune out because it looks the same. In fact, with ours, we started to realize that we had so much black and white images and blue. We're actually redoing our website right now because we're like, we need to add a little more variation to it. So a branding guide can grow and expand as you start to realize like, oh, it's a little too finite here. We need to, let's give it some more depth. Um, so don't feel like it's a, a locked in thing, um, but it can grow. But obviously you don't want to be flip flopping and changing too much. Or in Google's case, they completely went the wrong direction. Um, and then uh, approved images. So actually like photo stock images. Like do you want people that are looking always to the side or not? Or people that are looking like directly at the camera because they give different um, tones. If I'm looking images directly at the camera or if I want more like pondering um not more like maybe team group photos, like all that stuff plays into the, the, the tone. Or you want to be more, have more fun environment or more professionalism, professional environment, like all that stuff plays into how it's perceived. And, uh, and so it's those little details that why, if you have to think about it every time you create a brochure or a website or anything, it, it's, it's hard where if you just have the branding guide, then you can now empower people to help make those decisions. So, um, Let's see. So the other thing is tone of voice, and this is really important. So when you write your emails or people communicate, whether through phone or email or text message, like what is the tone of voice you want portrayed? Is it, 
you know, do you use the word hey or howdy or, you know, like what's your, what's your jargon or your, not only necessarily I think it's jargon, but like you can, does it, you want to feel, again, you want it to feel fun or more professional or more laid back, like you more the suit type company or the more, um, you know, sweat type company or jean type company and all that can be portrayed through words. So that's where the tone of voice is really important. Um, and then I always add one more area uh, in, a, in a branding guide that you don't always see. And that is your um, your vision statement. Uh, a lot of people have mission statements. I always do three things. Um, my purpose statement, my values, and uh, my vision statement. And uh, you can make it in a more concise, like it doesn't I don't make a huge part of the, the branding guide, but I like to make sure that's front and center in anything that represents the brand so that they always know like why we do what we do, what we stand for, and where we're headed in the company. So I always want that to be um, in the brand. And then also you as the founder, like I always also put like how the company got started or um, about the founder in there. Again, you don't have to put all those in there, but I like to humanize my branding guys a little bit. Um, and so that way people can intrinsically feel it if it just becomes another software that people, not software because it's a PDF, but I was thinking of like SharePoint, right? People were all excited about it and then nobody ever used it because it wasn't implemented into their process of their company. So same thing with the branding guide. It doesn't mean anything if you just create it and it sits over the side if you don't use it. And I think if you have a good graphic designer that works for you, it'll naturally get used because they live and breathe by those. So if you're having to always tell them to go to the branding guide, you might want to reconsider if they're how good of a graphic designer they are because uh, they're probably the ones that will use it the most and then a lot of times graphic designers can then empower other people to do certain things after they've built the framework so um let's see so that's kind of the i kind of skipped so that's kind of standards you know when to use things when not to use things um and it can empower your team again if you're even just you if you're the solo business owner like you're still you don't want it to always be you like you want to get out of the trenches and get other people uh, working on your stuff and or if you have partners or investors anything like all that is so important um, so uh, that's so we have consistency standards we always already did value and then the fourth one is focus um, again I think part of focus is understanding your purpose values and vision like that allows you to know how to focus on your company and then having your brand represent what your purpose values and vision is within your organization you know that's how you visually represent it um, through your tone of voice and your imagery and your logos and all of that gets represented um, after you know the foundational elements. Then you, so I feel like step one is understand your purpose, values, vision. Step two is is understand your branding guide, how to physically or visually represent those things. Um, and so when you have purpose, like it, it makes things more succinct. You're able to to go further, faster, build momentum, and also if you're you're implementing new products or services within your organization, um, you'll want, like I said, different branding guides to go with those as well. And uh, otherwise you're gonna feel too pulled pulled too thin. Um, and you kind of have to weigh the costs a little bit of it, but like if it's, um, you know, maybe if you can't pay for like a professional branding guide because it's just a small little product over the side and then, you know, at least do something in Canva or somewhere, um, I'm sure there's, Places. I'm kind of a snob and don't do all the work anymore myself with that. But I like it to look look cool. Um, but that's important. I think focus is such a key piece. Um, you can't you can't get away without focus anymore in this day and age. And so I just think the branding guide is just a way to kind of keep you focused. And then so 
So purpose, values, vision, then a branding guide. And then I feel like the third element and I is kind of a, an expansion. It's a different guide. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this as kind of a bonus segment of this is like a culture book. And a culture book is kind of a new uh, trendy thing that's going on. And I, I really like it because I always like to humanize the business elements as much as possible. Like, and so it's kind of a mix it's kind of, it would not even say a mix, but an expansion of a branding guide. Does it have all of the fonts and and um, imagery and all that stuff? It's more again, culture. It's culture related, right? So it's going to take those pieces, put them into a culture book, and it's taking also some of the pieces from like a hiring manual, employment manual, all the more fun stuff for things you can, uh, you know, things that might sound boring in a in a hiring manual, you can put into a culture book and make it feel more fun. Now, maybe you still need a a more legal hiring, a shorter. I would say try to create a shorter hiring manual that's more the legal, boring stuff that you can't get away with. But all the fun stuff that you can peel out to get them excited about your vision and what you're doing, you can put into a culture book. And you can put it in a PDF. You can make it more animated. Um, you can do so much with that. But I'm such a believer in those culture books now because... I'm all about humanizing business more. I think we got so stuffy and away from it, and we're all ready for this this new way. Like we don't want to become so relaxed and unprofessional, but we want to we want to maintain that human element that I think a lot of organizations lost. Um, they got so focused on just the dollar that they they couldn't focus on um, remember like knowing how to to relate with and empathize with. Um, whether it be employees or customers and all of that. So um, so I just wanted to add that little tidbit in um, on the branding guide. If you direct message me wherever you're watching this or in the comments, I can say, hey, I would love to see your, your branding guide or your culture book. I'll send you a copy of it. Um, so I, uh, I just, I, I love ours. And again, it's both of those are always a work in progress. Our culture book got really, really long because we had so much fun with it. So we're trying, probably pulling together a little bit of a shorter version too. Um, so it doesn't overwhelm people, but it all depends on how it's presented. Like you can get through 200 slides if it's done in a video format in the right way. You know, but when people put a document, they see 200 slides, they get overwhelmed. So I think we're, we need to turn it more into a, a video type format. Um, okay, so that's that's really what the branding guide is. Um, again, it, it's really useless if it's not incorporated into anything. Um, and do you know? Don't downplay if you have other products or services. Create a branding guide that's that complements um, your company brand. And even like Propono or one has different colors, and so I wouldn't even say. I mean, it doesn't. It, I would say it does complement, but it's definitely a different brand. Um, we're still laughing at Google's um, mess up with all theirs because now they have one brand and one product, which is probably what they're going for. But then again, I think it, it lowered the perceived value of those. Um, okay, so that's it um, on branding guides. I wanted to just get to the point on them. I have seen, I can just feel the value and I see how my team can work so much better when we have a branding guide for companies, when they have ours. And so I just wanted to do a podcast to just reiterate why they're important. Um, Because sometimes you're like, really? Like, should I spend, you know, and they can range, if you have somebody else to it from $1,000 to $5,000. Like when our company does it, we're on the lower end for sure. Um, Because we just want, we want to make sure we have one for every client if we can, because it just helps us springboard from it. So All right, that's all I have for you guys. Um, Stay strong out there, and uh, we'll uh, see you on Thursday. Bye.
No, it doesn't have to be so hard No, it doesn't have to be so hard Business and life made simple